All right, let me jump over to the phones here. 951, let's see. Who is this on the chat? 951, you're on the line. Go. This is, hey, Big Mike, this is Mike Mendiola from uh My man, California. Mendiola. What's up, man? How you doing? How are you, sir? Doing good, man. Great, How you man. doing? How are you? Good. I'm good. And uh, happy belated congratulations to you and your wife. Thank you so yeah. much, brother. Uh, Mendiola on, the, on, on the wedding, I know, it's been, I know it's Thank been a while. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. No problem. No, I just wanted to just, you know, touch base on the fight real quick. Uh, of course, like everybody else, you know, excited, man. I can hardly sit still waiting for this fight tomorrow. Um, had some pretty interesting um, opinions and, and predictions on the fight yesterday at the gym with a couple of different fighters and trainers. And, um, um, you know, I mean, the consensus is is that, you know, everybody's saying, well, Teofimo does have the power to um, – to stop Loma if he catches him clean right. and he catches him early. And then of course, a lot of, a lot of fighters and trainers are saying, yeah, but yeah, there's that, there's that. Yeah. But you know, right. um, I think Loma, most, most guys are saying that they think Loma just, um, you know, the experience factor, but I, they're seeing something a little bit different in his demeanor. They, they're, they're seeing that he really wants to beat this kid. Um, he's pretty stoic for the most part in all of his, uh, all the pre-fight, press conferences in the past, but for this one, I, I really think he wants to do a number on this kid. I really do. Yeah. I, did you watch like the, uh, the press conference and all that on ESPN? I did. I, I, I did. And I, I think I had, I think I shot you a, a little quick private message. That's right. Yeah. Bernardo Osuna said the two best analysts in boxing. I, I, I spit out my iced tea. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that shit. The two best, uh, you know, Hey, I love Bernardo. He's the band. He's one of the best in the business, but that was, uh, I don't, I don't agree with that hot take, but, um, at, at the, at the presser, did you notice that Teofimo was shifting a lot and looking away from Loma, looking down at his dad. And to me, Vasily to me looked very, very calm and as you said, stoic, but he was looking through Tiafimo. Like he was just grilling, dude. And there was a couple of times where he kind of gave yeah. a, what the fuck, kid? What the fuck did you just say? Kind of look without saying nothing, but he kind of gave that look. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. I, I did. And I actually noticed yeah. it more the second time when I went and watched some highlights. And my, my brother and I were talking about it just earlier today. And, um, yeah, he, he, he noticed the same thing that, you know, he just like that, you know, for lack of a better term, that tunnel vision, you know, yeah, just that, you know, like, like, like laser focus. Like I'm going to, you know, and like I said, I really think Teofimo, I'm sorry, excuse me. I really think Lomachenko wants to put this kid in his place. Now, you know, we know it's a boxing match. We know that Teofimo is a strong kid. I do know some guys that have sparred with him personally. I do know a few guys that have attempted to spar with him personally and he didn't want to have anything to do with them. But um, I think I know he we have a lot of lightweight guys in and around. Yeah, we have got a lot of guys in and around 130 to 135, 140 that, that you know, have known him. In fact, one of the lightweight, junior lightweights that, that I work with, he said that he, he stood right next to Lenares and Teofimo at the same time. And he said Lenares is a bigger, physically a bigger person than, than Teofimo. I said, really? I go, because Teofimo looks fight. He's like, yeah, he's a Lenares is just, like when he's not on his fighting weight, he's just a big guy, strong, yeah. Yeah. and that. So I, I that was kind of a segue into people saying, "Well, can Loma handle the the, the strength and the size of Teofimo?" I think he can, and I think the Campbell fight and the Linares fight might have been in preparation for fighting Teofimo, or it could have been at the time. It could have been Richard Comey. You know, uh, he he fought Luke Campbell, who's right. a very tall, rangy fighter much like uh, uh, Richard Comey was. So maybe they were just, you know, getting prepared for either one of the two. Yeah, and so. don't sleep on that Pedraza fight because Pedraza is a naturally bigger guy than Loma too. Uh, the one thing I noticed, yes. Yes, I've, met, right. I've met Linares, and, and Linares is definitely taller and just seems to have a bigger frame and a bigger wingspan than uh, Tiafimo, at least from what I've noticed. The one thing, and I talked about mm-hmm. this on my show, uh, Tiafima Lopez has big hands, dude. For for his size, I just noticed. Yeah. I remember the first couple t- – like, he gave me, like, a dap one time. He was like, what's up, man? And he gave me, like, a pound like that. I was like, god damn, dude, you got some mitts. Like, I just noticed he's got some big hands on him. Now, generally speaking, guys <laughs> with big hands – because I've met, man, Lennox Lewis has huge hands. Vitaly Klitschko, massive hands. Guys with big hands like that – 
even if they're not as twitchy and don't punch with the best technique, those heavy hands beating down on you, that's how Vitaly Klitschko wore guys down, you know? Uh, so maybe that's the secret to Teofimo Lopez's power. Some people are saying it's overrated. I'll say this, man. Um, I do think when guys are coming up and they're drilling a bunch of B-level opposition, I do think power gets overrated. Knocking out elite fighters is what separates, you know, special, like, power. Like, Manny Pacquiao did that, right? That dude had explosive yeah. power. Even Jorge Ladares, who we talked about, he had, I really think, at his best, really, really explosive uh, elite-level power. With Teofibo, I'll give him this much. Richard Colme had never been drilled like that. He had shown a really good chin against Robert Easter, Dennis Shafikov. Those guys are – those are good fighters. Yeah. And for Teofimo to get him out of there the way he did. Now, style-wise, he was built perfectly for, for Teofimo Lopez, right? But I, mm-hmm. you got to give him credit. The kid, I think he can crack. Because to get Richard Comey out of there, that's no small feat, man. No, 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 agreed. Agreed. And I will give him his credit for, for that one. But, like, um, and I think you had mentioned it before, and a lot of other people have mentioned it. You know, Richard Comey's one thing. Lomachenko is a completely of different course. puzzle, a completely different thing to try to solve. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I, I wanted to just make one more quick point, um, and then I'll let you go. I know you probably got some other calls waiting, but um, um, in regards to the, the judging and the, and the referee assigned for the fight, I, I was talking to a trainer yesterday, and that was a big concern of, uh, of this trainer. Um, I mean, I'll just tell you who it was. It was Robert Alcazar, and he he, mm. he, he kind of said he kind of said to me, Mike, why 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 are they pulling uh, why are these judges from New York, like the, like uh, Letterman? Why is she covering this fight? He says, this is a Nevada fight. He doesn't understand what's going on. And then Russell Moore getting the assignment over, you know, there's plenty of good qualified um, Nevada officials, yeah. um, you know, Robert Byrd, Tony, Tony Weeks, whoever, Kenny Bayless. I just don't like Russell Moore's track record. Next to Lawrence Cole, I think he's probably – you know, he has some, some fights where he does a good job, but he's had some atrocious fights. Yeah. The first one that comes to mind is Abner Mares, Joseph Agbeko. Oh, my God. Where he just repeatedly allowed Mares to purposely foul Agbeko, and nothing was ever done. So I, 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 I don't like that. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of, a lot of, people, a lot of people said in the, in the uh, Fury-Wilder 2 fight that um, – Tyson Fury wins that fight on decision or, or Deontay Wilder knocks him out. And I think I might have mentioned it to you. Robert told me this. He said, Mike, he said, Tyson Fury is going to knock Deontay Wilder out. He, he's trained in his size. He's going for the knockout. And I said, really, Robert, do you think that? And I mentioned that to a few other people, and they were like, no, there's no way he's going to knock out Deontay. He's just going to try to box him. Right. And sure as shit, it, did he not? I mean, it wasn't this devastating knockout, but so – People thinking that Teofimo cannot win a decision in this fight, you have to understand boxing and what happens behind the scenes and how these matches are put together. And I'm not saying I'm not saying right now that that uh, Bob Arum is out to kind of do kind of sever his ties with Lomachenko, the kind of the way he did with Manny Pacquiao, um, and then prior to that, De La Hoya. But I think Mayweather. if the fight is close, if this fight is close, I can see. Someone like a Julie Letterman having some off the wall scorecard and giving it to Teofimo, and that'd be the deciding. Um, the deci- it only takes one of the three. To, yeah, look, you know, um, to, to put in a bad card. Tim Cheatham, who who I think is a good young uh, judge, he had a score uh, last week. Right, what score was it? With uh, where he scored a fight way too close. I can't remember it at the top of my head. He's one it of was the, the judges. Filipino. Was it the Filipino kid that fought? Or, or? Uh, no, it was. Uh, well, it was Navarrete Villa. I think he scored that fight, and he had it like a draw oh, in terms yes, of rounds. Yes. Yes. Dude, it, he immediately gets an assignment here. I'll say this much. You know, all the judges, the, the ring officials, everybody involved in this, it is 100% on top rank. So if there is any fuckery with refs, judges, any of that, top rank has to own it. And the fans and the media need to pound the shit out of top rank for – approving some of these guys i'm with you on mora um he you know he's had some good performances decent performances but he's been he's inconsistent and i I don't like robert bird and some of those other guys i think that they're too old and we need to you know they need to see their way out of the sport with all due respect but um yeah there's plenty of young 
referees that they could have brought in uh, because there's going to be a lot of movement in this fight. You're going to need a young, athletic kind of ref to keep up with all that. And it could get ugly at some point. Uh, it depends on how Tiafimo yeah. fights. So I just, yeah, I don't love the assignment, but I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic, man. I'm trying. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. And I don't want to put any negative energy out there for anybody right. listening. I don't want to, you know, jinx anything. But I just, like I said, I think there were some uh, directions they could have gone that would have been a little bit more settling for 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 me. And and I know I know you know the ins and outs of boxing. You've been behind the scenes a while. So, with that being said, man, I have a great rest of the uh, of your Friday. Enjoy those shots. Uh, have yeah. a great day tomorrow, man. Enjoy the fight. Have a great weekend. Hopefully, we can we can chop it up after the fight and and. Um, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, that I think Lumba's going to pull this off, but you know, let's just hope, let's just hope we get a good clean fight and there's a, a clear, concise winner and no, like, as you say, I'm going to, I'm going to steal your word. No fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Hey man, join the, the live fight party tomorrow, man. And uh, watch the fight with me live, bro. Yeah. I, you said it perfectly, man. Okay. I just hope for a good, clean fight. <laughs> take Take care, Mike. Thanks for taking the call, buddy. All right, man. We'll talk soon. All right, bye-bye. Bye. There he goes, guys. And my boy uh, Mike Mendiola brings up a great point that I'm going to get to in just a second about top rank. And I'm just going to, you know, no conspiracy theory or anything, but Mendiola brings up a, a good uh, question. If you're top rank and you could choose who you want to win, who would you want to win? Would you want Lomachenko to win? He's the more proven name now. And maybe you can make more money with him now if you if somehow you could get Gervonta Davis to do a a a big pay-per-view showdown with him or do you want Tiafima Lopez to win he's much more marketable in the United States than Lomachenko is so that brings up some interesting questions we'll talk about that in just a second but first I gotta get to a couple super chats thank you so much deed 3440 for the super chat he says uh Lomachenko by wide decision if Lopez gets no mas, no surprise. Damn, you are on the record. I've actually heard a few people say that, that, uh, you know, this could turn into a no mas situation, which brings up another question I want to ask you guys. If something like that happened, or if this was a dominant, decisive loss for Lopez, who takes that harder? Lopez Jr., the fighter, or Lopez Sr., who's been doing all the talking for years, well before this fight was even being discussed by top rank? about Lomachenko and really was the one who drove for this fight. Who takes that loss harder and would it cause a shakeup in that corner? These are all interesting questions. Another super chat pledge from my man, Joel Morgan. He says, cooking with Joel, or that's, I'm sorry, that's your uh, YouTube, cooking with Joel. By the way, man, what's on the menu for tomorrow, Joel? What you got cooking, man? I'm curious. You must tweet it out. Make sure you tweet that out. All right, so um, wow, a bunch of you guys are on the chat here. Gail says, Senior, Lopez Senior takes the harder hit, and perhaps Lopez Junior will finally have the leverage to make a change in the corner. Joel says, Senior definitely takes it harder. He agrees too. Brad Williams says, Daddy. Yeah, man, a bunch of you guys feel that way. Piglet Smith says, I'm scared Senior's going to attack Papachenko. I don't see that happening because Papachenko knows his business, and I, I don't think Senior, Lopez Senior wants to do that. I just don't, I don't see that happening. We shall see, though. Um, interesting, man. Muhammad Ali is on the chat. Wow, Muhammad Ali from the grave saying, uh, Lopez's dad putting a lot of pressure on him. He's living his life through his son. I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to say one way or another on that, but we've seen that sort of thing before. Um, you know, I actually think uh, Angel Garcia and Danny Garcia, that situation might be a little worse and a little more dysfunctional than this one. But we won't know until we know, right? That's what I always say. I mean, this is the Lopez camp. This is their first big elite fight. And we'll see how they handle it, win, lose, or draw, and how they go from here. Danny Garcia and his father, they've been in several big fights. Nothing like this, but several big fights. And despite all the issues that Angels made for Danny, they've been able to get through all that and still have a, a pretty successful career. So uh, let's see. Um, interesting quotes, guys. I could keep going with these comments here, but I want to get to something top rank. Oh, you know what? We have a call here. I'm going to jump to it real quick, but top rank, man, 
who do you want to win more? Do you want Tiafima Lopez to win? Because down the line, the next five plus years, you've got an extremely promotable, promotable, marketable fighter. With Lomachenko, it's going to happen at some point where he gets old overnight. He does bring in some foreign TV money. That helps. But he's not as marketable to what I call middle America, to what I call Joe Sixpack, as Tiafima Lopez is. He's just much more marketable here in the States. Some YouTube channels and some people in media would have you believe it's the opposite, but that's just not true. That's just the demographics of the sport here in the United States. And there's plenty of evidence of this that I could bring up. Um, Tia Fibo is much more marketable. So either way, I think top rank can't lose. But I will say, I, I think best case scenario for them is if it's a really good competitive fight and Lobachenko edges it, wins a decision on the cards – because then it's seen as a learning lesson for Tiafimo, much like when Canelo fought Floyd, even though that wasn't close and competitive, Floyd pretty much shut him out. Nobody holds that loss against Canelo. So if Lopez loses to Lomachenko, most people, most, there's the Lomachenko haters, but everybody else who's objective and reasonable, they're not going to hold it against Tiafimo Lopez, and he can move up to 140, where top rank has um, Josh Taylor, Ramirez, and at some point, those guys are going to move up to 47 and fight Crawford. All those titles that they're about to unify are going to open up, and Tiafima Lopez could fight for a vacant title within a year, maybe six months, of moving up to 140. That's very possible, right? So it just depends on the timing of all this stuff. I think that'd be the best-case scenario for top rank right now, but over the next five years, who, who's to say? Who's to say? All right, we're going to jump to the phones here. We got a restricted number. Uh-oh. We'll see. We'll make sure it's not the IRS checking up on me, trying to get that tax money. All right, restricted number. You're on the line. Go. Uh, hey, Mike. It's uh, also Mike. <laughs> it's, also, it's also Mike. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm really good. Um, I, I just wanted to say um, I've been a subscriber for... Maybe around kind of two months now, and the show's good, but you know, I feel that it could do with a little improvement. I'm just, as a subscriber, wondering how you're going to improve the show to keep me or retain me as a current subscriber. Well, what do you suggest? Let me ask you, what would keep you entertained? (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering how long you were going to go with that. Uh, Hello, buddy. What's Um, up? It's uh, John, by the way. Okay, John, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? That was awesome. Sorry, sorry about the restricted number. I can't help that when I make the international call. uh, It comes up as restricted. It's kind of out of my hands, but uh, yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, well, Tiff said to, to... call up and, and stir you up and, and give you some shit. So I, just thought I'd do <laughs> I appreciate that, so. it. Yeah. I love the prank calls. I started finally getting them this week and I thought like, man, yeah. I'm surprised I don't get more because I have haters on Twitter and stuff. I'm surprised I don't get prank calls every week. Maybe it'll start now. I don't know, but they're, they're fun, man. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't mind that shit. Uh, I think it's look, hilarious. I've got, to, I've got to be entirely honest. Uh, I love that uh, you don't address the haters anymore. I think that's great. It makes the show so much better. You, you're focusing you. on the positive, and, and the show's the show's awesome, buddy. So uh, keep on keeping on. So thank you, yeah. thank you. We're trying right. to get better all um, the time. Just, uh, uh, my apologies. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying I'm trying to get better all the time and and um, learn. Great. And it's a learning process. But um, yeah, I've just learned just be positive, leave politics out of it as much as I can. Sometimes it's political. You have to talk politics, but. Leave that out as much as I can and just ignore the assholes because there's always going to be assholes in the world, right? So anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. I cut exactly. you off. Go ahead. Well, it, 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 no, that's all right. In my humble opinion, uh, you probably have the, the best uh, boxing channel on YouTube. So uh, there Thank you go. You. You're doing a great job. So Thank keep you, it up. No worries, buddy. Um, yeah, look, uh, just uh, I wanted to briefly touch on uh, obviously the fight. 
I, I I can personally see Loma blowing him out in the first six rounds. So wow. I know not many people are saying that, but uh, I really I, I see that happening, and I see him I sc- I see him uh, schooling Lopez as well. So um, so yeah, yep. Wow, that that is a mm. I haven't heard anybody say I I have heard a few people no. say Lomachenko knockout, but it's all ninth round, tenth round. But you're saying six rounds. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I think so. And I agree with the previous caller, too. I think uh, for uh, perhaps that first sort of four to five rounds um, before, obviously, they get to the six, I, I, yeah, I can see him wanting to inflict a lot of pain, too. So I think he's, I mean, it's like, um, you know, any really good athlete especially when they're at the pinnacle, they're on top of the hill, they're the very best at what they do. When you get someone who comes along like Lopez and they're very brash, outspoken, and probably, I would say, even bordering on disrespectful, uh, Loma really will want to make a statement. I think he's going to be up for this. And, yeah, I see, uh, as I say, I see a blowout and I see it ending in the first six rounds. So we'll see. Well, you're on the record. That's it. If, uh, if that's what happens, then I will give you props on the show tomorrow uh, live right there because yep. you're the only person Please I've heard do. say six rounds. So, interesting. Uh, uh, yep. So, well, I, 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 again, like the other caller, I think he's going to want to make a statement. So, hmm. And how best to make a statement than to do that. So um, That'd be so a big yeah, statement. Uh, now, let, let me ask you this. If, if he does oh. that, is yep. he pound for pound number one, yep. Lomachenko? He is. He's got okay. to be, absolutely, okay. has to be. Yep, yeah, yep, and, and and by some stretch, I think too. Yep. Okay. Good stuff, right. man. Well, you're on That's the record, sir. Okay, no worries. All right, uh, say hello to Tiff. I will, man. We'll definitely do that. And uh, okay, take care. You too. Okay. Catch you, buddy. All right, man. Bye. Have a good one. Oh, that was a great voice at the beginning. Holy shit. Now, I, I will admit, guys, he had me for half a, half a minute there because I thought, hey, maybe this person just has a really high-pitched voice. And I didn't want to laugh at them in case it was a, a real person with that voice because I have met people <laughs> that, that talk with a really high-pitched voice. So I wanted to be respectful. But about, I don't know, 30 seconds into that, I was, okay, who the fuck is this? And I knew, okay. And that's why when he said, you know, how could you improve the choice? I was like, how could you improve it? Because I wanted to see if he could keep the voice. <laughs> I, I cracked him on that one. Oh, that was good. Oh, uh, by the way, I wanted to talk about this. Because I don't know. I don't know what to think about this, guys. I, so I have a poll on my Twitter. I'm doing, you know, like everybody else on earth. I have a poll for the fight on my Twitter. It's pinned to my Twitter account. So go there and vote if you haven't, Okay. But as of now, uh, wow, over 500 of you have already voted on this poll. And I'm looking, and 48% of you say Loma by decision. Almost 32% say Loma by stoppage. Okay, so just my rudimentary math skills there. uh, That is, what, 80%. 80% of you are favoring Loma. So only 5% of you say Lopez decision. Uh, about 14% say Lopez stoppage. So, man, only about 20% of you are saying Tiafima Lopez. And I'm wondering, are people getting a little too confident in Lomachenko and his side? Is that because I just feel like I, I've seen trends like that before a fight like this, and then you see the upset special or the big, big surprise. Uh, I know Co- Cody8804 in the chat says Tiafima by knockout. So there's a Tiafimo Lopez guy. And there's a few people I've seen uh, out there uh, that are boldly picking Tiafimo Lopez. But it, it feels like at least 80%. I mean, Ring TV, guys, go to ringtv.com and look at the Ring staff did uh, a Lomachenko Lopez prediction thread. And it's just everybody's picks. And we all put in maybe like a paragraph. And you'll see me there. It's consistent with my breakdown video and all that. But everybody else there, and I want to say only like two people on staff picked Lopez. Everyone else picked Loma. So it makes me wonder, are people getting a little too overconfident and maybe um, underrating Lopez? 
The thing with Lopez is he's still largely unproven. He has the blowout win over Comey and some really decisive victories over some good B-level fighters, guys like Mason Menard, guys like that, who are quality prize fighters, but they're they're fringe contender type, you know, gatekeeper types, right? But Comey, legit top 10 lightweight, never really been hurt like that, um, certainly not knocked out. And so I think that was a huge statement by Lopez. But then again, you look at the styles, he was tailor-made for Lopez. So we just don't know how he's going to react. But like, you know, my favorite expression this week, you don't know till you know. If, if we, he gets in there with Lomachenko and shows us levels he's never had to show us before, it'll show a lot about who he is, and, and then we'll know. But right now, there's just a lot of unknowns with Tiafima Lopez. So I do wonder if people out there are totally underrating him and discrediting him He's definitely, hands down, in my opinion, the second best lightweight in the world. Pick a lightweight that's better and more proven than him other than Lomachenko. And don't tell me Javante Tank Davis because he has fought, what, once at 135? And that was against Yoriokas Gamboa, who had a torn Achilles heel, a blown-up featherweight with a torn Achilles heel, and somehow made it to the 12th round. Also, Javante Davis missed weight for that fight. And we don't know if he's fighting at 130 or 135 or somewhere in the middle in his fight with uh, Leo Santa Cruz. So uh, we don't rate Javante Davis at ring right now because he says he's cl- fighting at 135, but beating Yuriokas Gamboa does not put you in the top 10 at lightweight. So we didn't rate him last year. Now his next fight's at 130 on paper. So we don't know if we're supposed to rate him there. We don't rate him or Leo Santa Cruz. Isn't that crazy? We know they're two good fighters. They obviously are in the top 10 of one of those divisions. We just don't know where the hell to rate them or rank them right now. But yeah, I, Devin Haney, I, I get it. Good young fighter, but Tiafima Lopez is definitely more proven. This is the number one versus number two lightweights. It, it truly, truly is, man. That's what's got me so pumped for this. And I think it's going to be more competitive than people believe. I picked Lomachenko by like 116, 112, 117, 111, In terms of rounds, that's pretty damn decisive, right? That's eight, nine rounds for Loma. But that doesn't mean I don't think it's going to be highly competitive. And Lopez won't be very, very dangerous, especially in the first half of the fight. That's I still believe that. I definitely believe that. Super chat pledge from my man Trent. Thank you so much, Trent Nanperil. Oh, he says, Lipinets Abdukokarov is off. Yes, Uzbek visa issues. Yep, yep, yep. That is true. Looks like Xavier Martinez is poised for a big performance. Is Bully Beck fighting again this year? Man, I don't know about uh, Beck the Bully. I heard he was. I I heard that he's trying to fight in December. So um, I do believe he's going to fight again. I I can check to see if he's got anything on the schedule, but I don't think so. But yeah, I believe he's going to fight again this year, dude. Definitely. Uh, December. That's look. That's what I've heard. But is anything signed? No, not that I've heard. Uh, John Newman says I'm just betting Loma by TKO because I'm worried he stops Tio earlier or Tio quits if I bet the 11th. I can't see Tiafima Lopez quitting, guys. I just uh, I have a hard time. It, it's not just Tiofimo Jr. I think if he tried to quit, if he was like, Dad, I can't see your dad, I think Tio Senior is going to push him out there. And say, no, you get you get your ass back out there. You finish the fight. I just, I can't see a scenario where he quits. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. It's happened many a times before. But I just, with that combination, with, with the dynamic between father and son in that corner, I don't think Senior would let Junior quit. And I haven't seen anything in Junior yet that tells me he quit. I definitely think if, if Loma scores a knockout, it's going to be like a ref stoppage stoppage, something like that. Um, I don't see him icing Lopez with one big shot. I just don't see that. He's too strong, too young. Uh, And also, Lopez is in really good shape. I should mention the weigh-in starts, I think, in 30 minutes, the top-ranked weigh-in, which will be on ESPN. So I'll definitely cut off here so we can go and watch that. But, of course, I don't think they're going to get right to the main event. I don't know. I didn't check the schedule. I haven't had time. I've been so damn busy this week. But um, I don't know if they'll go right to the main event or have a few. I think they'll have a few weigh-ins first. So it might be closer to like 530 or something where they actually do the weigh-in. 
But of course, all this could change. All these opinions could change if Lopez comes in half a pound heavy or something like that. And he has to come back and make weight again. Or if he comes in super light, say he comes in at like 128.5, or I'm sorry, not 120, 133.5, something like, like a pound and a half under to where it looks like he may have overtrained. If we see something like that, well, then maybe that will change our opinion. But I'm expecting them to come in right at 135 and with Loma, maybe 134 and some change. That's what I'm expecting. And if that's the case, then it's all systems go for tomorrow. Uh, by the way, all the COVID tests have come back. These dudes are negative for COVID. So as of now, we are good. I think they will be, I, I want to say they were tested already today, but I don't know if they'll be tested again tonight. I don't know. All right, we got another call here. Let's jump over to the phone lines. Ah, let me click the button here. Make sure. Uh, 601, 601, you're on the line. Go. Hey, Mike, it's Joel Morgan. How you doing, brother? Joel, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, not much. Your, your show's giving me an excuse to quit working for the day. I've been sitting <laughs> in an attic working on an air conditioner for four hours. So oh, shit. I'm taking a break. What, uh, what degrees, what, like, what's the temperature like up there? Because I know in the summer it's like 150 up in the attic. What is it? Is it, like, decent now? Uh, it was, it, it, well, it's, it's in the, it was in the low to mid-60s outside all day. It's a cool day here. Yeah. But I think it was, I think it was in the mid, probably mid-90s. So that Which was, is like that a break. Fun. That's like, well, that's like a break <laughs> yeah, from, like, because this summer, man. It's in the middle of the summer. I worked up in my attic this summer, like in July. Holy shit. I lost like eight pounds in 30 minutes, I swear. I it just, it was insane, man. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, man, Summer's you're done working. It's Friday. Here. It is Friday, brother. You're done. I'm done. <laughs> uh, and we're doing, we're doing pulled pork for the, uh, for the fight. Nice. So, you, know, you asked that earlier. So. Dude, since moving down here, I've had uh, that pulled pork. That shit is amazing. That's really, I love that shit. Yeah. Pulled pork is, man, it's, it is fattening, but damn, it's good. It is good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just something I wanted to hop on that, that one of your other callers said, I rewatched the uh, the interview with Tessator and the two of them the other day. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to be surprised if Tio wins by, by knockout. Okay. But I couldn't stop thinking when I rewatched that interview it felt so much like the interview with uh, Max between Vladimir Klitschko and David Hay. Because hmm. Loma just seemed, I mean, he just seemed laser-focused to me. And Tiafimo was a little bit more slouching, moving constantly, kind of, you know, not as disrespectful as Hay was, but the, the dichotomy seemed similar to me. And I wonder if that's going to end up being a, a similar way to how the fight plays out because I mean I, my money's on Loma I'm not going to be surprised if Loma stops him but I mean I could see Tiafimo winning it but Loma just seems laser focused at this point so I'm wondering how much that'll come into play tomorrow night that is a really interesting comparison man because uh, there are parallels obviously there's differences in those two situations but there are parallels and um, Lomachenko is the established guy the reigning champ, and a lot of people feel, remember like a year ago, it was a year or so ago, after um, Lopez fought that Japanese guy, Yakatani, I think his name was, and everyone was like, oh, man, Lomachenko's going to kill him, going to kill him, right? Mm-hmm. And then the big win over Kome, and now everyone's like, oh, man, suddenly we got this competitive 50-50 fight. Well, a lot of people looked at uh, David Hay the same way when he was fighting Klitschko. They looked at it like he was kind of talking his way into this big fight and Klitschko kind of overpaid him. He came out of his pocket to give Hay more money than a lot of people felt he deserved. And when they finally got in the ring, you just saw a complete difference in class. I mean, Vladimir Klitschko was just stratospheres above David Hay. Could we see something like that tomorrow night? That's a really interesting comparison, man. I had not thought about that one. Good stuff. Yeah, I did notice it until the second time I watched it. Now that said, Tiafimo, I think, is a—I mean—is a really good fighter. I think he's got a lot more depth to his game than, than a lot of people give him credit for. But I'm not going to be surprised if he just gets embarrassed. Not because he's bad, but because I think Loma is still that good. And honestly, Loma's fought—you know—it seems like he's been fighting injured the last year or two. 
Yeah. They say he's completely healthy at this point. I wonder how, how what version of Lomo we're going to see tomorrow night. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too, man. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, he, apparently, he has been fighting with nagging injuries. A lot of people, you know, they think, well, he's only got 15 pro fights. Well, he had to do that 400 amateur fights. And but then he's, he got, had, I mean, he's got over 400 altogether. I mean, it's the it's, World it's Series of Boxing, for... too. I mean, right? All that stuff combined, because I think he did World Series of Boxing as well. So all that combined, yeah, dude, like he's been fighting since he was a teenager at a very high level. And so more than half of his life, essentially 20 years, he's been fighting at such a high level, basically eating, drinking, sleeping, boxing 24-7. That's going to put some wear and tear in your body. So he's, what, 32, 33? But it's an old, I think it's 32. It's an old 32. And um, for him to be in this fight completely healthy, that that's another X factor for sure. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. But, uh, but anyway, I will let you get back to some calls, man. I just wanted to give you a holler and let you know what, you know what I was thinking about for the fight. I will definitely be at the live fight party tomorrow night. Hell yeah, bro! Po- post a tweet a photo of that pulled pork, man. I want to see. I love that shit, man. <laughs> that that shit is awesome. Will do, man. All right, man. Have a good night. <laughs> All right, take care, brother. Say right. a tip for me. I will. But there he goes. I think we had another super chat up here. Yeah, another super chat. Thank you so much from Ko Matsuda. Thank you so much from New Zealand. Awesome. Check it in from New Zealand. How awesome is that? He says, uh, have you ever listened to a live fight on radio before? That's a really good question, dude. Um, I seem to have now this could totally be like a memory planted in my head from movies or something. But I seem to have like this faint memory of when I was a kid listening to a fight or it was probably like an interview, a fighter like Mike Tyson on a radio show or radio interview. Um, But that I I can't really say it's not a clear memory. I feel like I was just a little boy, you know. Uh, So, no, like nothing. Never heard a fight on radio. I mean, the closest thing to radio here you know watching a fight would be on like twitter or something like that and of course i've seen plenty of sporting events on my phone via twitter i've been at weddings and stuff like that you know you kind of pull out your phone and look down and (laughs) make sure no one could see you um like if you're at a wedding at a church you know you have your bible or whatever you kind of put your phone in the bible (laughs) you just have to when you turn the page you have to get a little slick with it you know when everyone's singing and you got to turn the page you lower the phone turn the page bring the phone back up and you see the fight uh, or like football game or something i've definitely done that i know i'm going to hell right um but yeah that's it that's it it would be um you know, it's so funny you say that. That's that question. Uh, Cinderella Man, that movie came on uh, two nights ago, I think, on sh- one of the 50 showtimes that we have here. And um, I love that movie. I, I love period pieces. I love movies about, you know, time, the times before. And um, they did such a good job with that one. But, uh, you know, the, the final fight scene where his kids and his wife are wa- listening to the fight on the radio and everyone in the neighborhood, everyone at the pub, the local church, listening to the fight on the radio, I just kind of wondered, I remember wondering when I watched that movie, like how interesting, how different that must have been. Because you really are hanging on to the commentator's every word. On TV, the commentator is just supposed to add a little color on top of what you're watching. But in radio, you just you're really clinging to their every word, you know, and it must've been such a different time um, to be with your family and everything crowded around the radio, listening such a different time. I think we have another super chat. Yes, we do. Thank you so much, Gerardo Lopez. I appreciate that brother. He says, I think this is going to go like Marquez versus Diaz fight. That's another great comparison. The young guy will have moments, but the more experienced and technical fighter will outbox. Could it be Marquez versus Diaz, or what about Marquez Katsidis? I don't know. Maybe it's a Marquez Katsidis type situation. I don't know. Um, Marquez could be an explosive puncher, though, at times. He really, really could. More so than Lomachenko. You got to remember, Lomachenko really is a featherweight. He truly is a featherweight. And when you've seen him stand, even watching him sit, 
12 feet apart or whatever it was from, from Lopez, you could see the size difference. Lopez has a bigger head, bigger hands, bigger through the shoulders. He's just a bigger guy. And Lomachenko has had to really bulk up and put on some muscle to move up in weight. Tio has to cut muscle to stay at 135. You are going to see a size difference in the ring tomorrow. Um, you know, all the stuff, you, all the press conferences and stuff you've seen. I mean, Lomachenko wears those shoes where the heel is like that fat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that helps him out an inch or two. In the ring, it's not going to be that. You're going to see the size difference. What I'm curious, the, the, the thing I'm really, really curious about is speed. Are we going to see a significant speed difference between Lomachenko and Lopez, or will the speed look comparable? If the speed looks comparable, both guys seem to have similar hand and foot speed, it's going to be a long night for Lomachenko. But if right away you see a, a stark difference in hand speed and especially foot speed, I really, maybe you guys are all right. Maybe Lomachenko can completely dominate this guy. That, I think, is going to be a big factor. Of course, I'll be talking about that tomorrow on the fight party right away in the first round or two. You guys are going to hear me talk about that a lot because that, that's one of those key things, man. Right away, if you see that, like, whoa, one dude looks way faster, way more athletic, that's going to be a difference. But if Lopez can keep up at least close, or if he looks even in terms of speed and explosiveness and everything, um, this is going to be a really competitive fight. That's the way I tend to see it. All right, we got another phone call, man. Everyone's calling in on Friday. Everyone's getting off of work and calling in. Let's jump over here to uh, 970. You're on the line. Go. Hey, Mike. What's up? It's John Newman. I just wanted to clarify my comment in the chat, tell you I appreciate your work. Uh, I'm actually calling from work, so, uh, you know, don't call my boss when I get off the phone <laughs> with you. Um, we don't want to get you fired, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think so when I say I can see Lomachenko getting Lopez to quit, I don't really think of a no moss and uh, junior who is senior is never going to throw in the towel. I, that's just not <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, I definitely, you know, Teddy Atlas, who has forgotten more about boxing than I know, even if I don't agree with everything he says, has a saying that a lot of fights go a certain way until one guy says, Hey, I'll stop trying to win if mm. you stop hurting me. And I see something like that happening. I see like a very distinct possibility of uh, Teofimo not being able to hit Loma and not being able to pressure Loma and just getting worn down mentally. And then Lomachenko so not ever backing off. Like mentally capitulating. Yeah, like where he just says, I'm not trying to win anymore, but Lomachenko puts his foot down on the gas. Hmm. And they're just, the ref calls it off because Teo's just not fighting anymore. Uh, that's what I mean by I see... Teofimo just capitulating um, as a possibility. I think that's yeah. a little more likely than, say, uh, you know, if, if Teo, I can't remember which fight it was, that Teofimo threw that sort of check left hook as, as he sidestepped the guy who was fighting. Um, you know, and like where when he just caught Comey coming in straight with Comey's right hand, uh, I see. Like, if he lands a punch like that, and Loma calls that a lucky punch, I don't know if lucky is the right word in English. Maybe it is in Ukrainian. But if he catches uh, Lomachenko with one of those fights, it's going to be a different fight, and it'll be a lot closer. But if he Absolutely. doesn't catch him, it's going to be a long night for both Lopez's. I just – I think Loma's dialed in. I think he's healthier than he's been in any fight since, you know, like it's this fight in Kroya, uh, yeah. Krola. Yeah. that he's been healthy at this weight and he dominated Krola. Yeah. And I don't know that there's that much of a quality difference between Krola and Lopez. I think there's wow. a lot, you know, a Krola. I think there's, I'm not, Lopez would beat him in my mind, but I think that there's the, you're talking where we are in the, in the lightweight rankings right now. I think Teo is closer to Krola's level than he is to Lomachenko's level. 
Interesting. If that makes sense. Yeah, I like, hear what you're saying. I think that you put, I think you put, you know, like Teo in with Pedraza, uh, Teo in with Campbell, and Teo in with um, with Krola, and you get, at best, he has two out of those three fights where he looks like Nakatani. He still mm-hmm. wins by a wide margin, but he just looks bad. The even just the quality of opposition at 135, I think there's a world of difference. I think that what people forget is even if Lomas lost a step and he's not as fast as where he was, there is no way that Teofimo is as fast as Gary Russell Jr. Good and point. Uncle Al's, yeah, Uncle Al has fallen behind. So that fight's on YouTube right now. You can actually rewatch it. Yeah, they tried to get it I off was, of YouTube. Was, Isn't that amazing? No, they do it. They every time it's on, it's, they pull it off. Yeah, like within a couple of months. It's like there's uh, three versions up right now. You can watch it. It'll be gone in a month or two. Yeah, but make sure you guys go out there you, and watch it while you can. Russell landed single digit punches in every single round. Yep. Like I mean, it was bad. And so if if Lomachenko doesn't want to engage. He's already got a template for staying out of the way of people of somebody who's, bored, I would say, technically superior and faster. Now, obviously, Gary Russell Jr. does not hit anywhere near as hard as Teofimo. Right. But if Lomachenko can avoid a, a a flush shot from Gary Russell Jr. for 12 rounds, like I said, unless he's really lost his step, he can avoid a flush shot from Teofimo if he needs to. The only difference is so, Lopez is is bigger than Russell. That's the only difference. But yeah. in terms of speed, you, that's reach. a great point you bring up in terms of speed. Like, I think, you know, he's got reach and he's got power. Those are Lopez's edges. Right. And, you know, like, you, that's been true of every single person that Lomas fought at lightweight. That's a good point. And you could argue that Linares is faster than Lopez. Yeah. And, you know, he's got that same reach. It, it's just, there isn't a template unless, unless Teofimo lands a power, like a money shot. There isn't a template for the skills he's got beating Lomachenko unless he's aged overnight. Yeah. I think, you I know, it. I look at Lomachenko similarly to the way I look at Roy Jones Jr. Of course, there are differences, but it took a perfect money shot from Antonio Tarver in their rematch to brutally knock out and just destroy Roy Jones, right? Up until that, he had been touched before. I think he had even been put down, like flash knockdown, or, um, you know, backed up. But it took a perfect shot from Antonio Tarver, catching him perfect, catching him clean and an, on an old Roy who had slowed down a bit. That's how I think it's, I think Lomachenko is going to eventually get knocked out. I do think somebody, if he keeps fighting at 135, it's just bound to happen. Oh yeah. But it's going to require him getting a little older, slowing down. And as you said, somebody like Tiafima Lopez landing a money shot, similar to what Tarver did to Roy Jones. Short of that, I don't know if anyone's going to beat him, man. I just don't know. Yeah, no, that's how I see it. But yeah, wanted to clarify the comments. Appreciate you taking the call. Appreciate no, thanks you doing for calling, the work. Man. And uh, all right, have a good one, man. Enjoy the fight. All right, brother, get watching. back to work. Wrap it up. It's Friday. <laughs> have a good weekend, man. There he goes. All right, super chat pledge from Harrison Property. Thank you so much, sir. We appreciate that. He says this caller is really on point. Loma did look laser-focused at the final press conference, and rumor swirls say he's super healthy and without injury. Thank you, buddy. And Gail says, with you 100% Montero. That's because you're smart, Gail. No, I'm <laughs> just – everyone, if, if you don't know, Gail Falkenthal knows her boxing. There's a lot of ladies working in the boxing business that don't necessarily know their stuff. One-tenth as much as Gail – I think that she should be working on a network somewhere. I've been saying that for years. She should be on someone's commentary crew. But that's just me. That's just my opinion, Gail. I think you're one of the best out there. 
Um, okay, guys, let's see. My phone has 18% battery. If you see me looking up all the time, that's what I'm looking at as I look up at my battery and stuff. Um, so we'll probably jump off here in a minute unless one of you guys wants to jump on the phone real quick. We'll take one last call. But the weigh-in is starting in a few minutes. Uh, so we'll go check that out and get our party for the weekend started. I feel like today, since th- this has that big fight feel, right, where the party kind of starts on Friday. You know what I'm saying? Like the tailgating, the excitement, it all kind of centers around the uh, the weigh-in. And you start enjoying yourself and everything like the night before the fight. And it kind of goes into the whole next day. I know uh, back before I was doing full-time media work, like when I would dabble in media in Los Angeles years ago. I cover some fights, and then some fights I go to as a fan, some fights I go to because I knew someone who would bring me along with their team or whatever. And that's how it'd start for certain fights. It would start Friday night. You'd hang out. You'd grill something. You'd have a, f- a few brews while you're grilling, playing some music, talking about the fight, chopping it up, giving your fight picks, right? You're doing that with your boys uh, and your ladies. They're there too. And then the next day, you're in the parking lot at the arena, you're having a few before the fight. You're going in, maybe checking out a couple of the undercard fights. And then by the time you get to that main event, you're so hyped up um, that you can barely contain, like, the energy. You know, it, you just feel like the place is going to blow up. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so much energy. Now, unfortunately, we don't have that for this fight. That's the one thing that's missing is the crowd. But I do feel the energy and the excitement all around. Like, I just, again, I felt it on Twitter this week. Um, on, on TNC this week with the calls we've had here today. We've had a bunch of calls, uh, great calls, making great points. Um, so I just the energy's there, guys. This is going to be awesome. So tomorrow, right now I have the, the party, the, the video scheduled for 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. That'll change depending on how the fights go. If the main event starts early, we'll move that time. If it starts late, we'll move that time. But I'm going to get on and just cover the main event, all right? So that will be that, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Let's go check out these weigh-ins, and we'll hang out again tomorrow night, all right? I'll see you at the fights.